Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It is the Big 12 Tournament Preview Show. Jared Sansbury, joined by Chris Williams. We've made it to Kansas City. We're ready for basketball. I'm fired up. I'm I'm so tired of... Um, um, it's just been a really, like, uh, negative stretch. Yeah. And rightfully so. Uh, but the, you know, the women... I felt like kind of brought everybody together and that was a lot of fun. Um, I enjoyed watching the Valley tournament with both Iowa teams being relevant and I'm ready for tournament time. This is my favorite week of the year. I like this year better than the NCAA tournament. I tell fans all the time, if you're going to go to this or the NCAA tournament, go to Kansas city. It's not even close. Mm -hmm. Stay at home and watch all the games. And uh, I, I don't know. I, this is my favorite week of the year by far. You can't, it's not it's, near as sterilized as the NCAA tournament. Yeah, is. yeah, you're right. That's a good way to put it. the The NCAA tournament really is not that good of an event to be at. Like, no, no. Like I, I've covered. It's a made for TV event. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not that fun to cover. Like I like going like the day before and doing all that stuff. But right. like the um, for a pure sports fan, you're you want to watch all the other games too. And um, uh, this is the place to be. There's no. There's nothing like the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City if you're an Iowa State fan. We have the point spreads for all of the first-round games in the in the Big 12 tournament. We're going to run through those. When we come back, you're listening to our Big 12 tournament preview on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Hey, guys. It's Jared here with another message from Mechdyne. Are you looking to jumpstart your IT career? Or maybe you're a student looking to earn some extra cash? Well, listen up. Mechdyne is currently looking to hire both full-time and part-time IT help desk agents to respond to and help troubleshoot client IT technical issues. You can get your foot in the door at an awesome company with a super fun culture that I've seen firsthand with my own eyes. So go visit the career page at mechdyne.com. That's M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com. Check them out today. This is Iowa Diamond President Chuck Kuba. After 20 years of serving engagement and wedding couples, I can't help but reflect back on the thousands of wonderful folks we've helped and ask myself, how can we be so lucky? Is it our incredible ring selection or the quiet private atmosphere? Then came the epiphany. Out of all the people in the world, we make you feel like you are the most important people in the world. Because at that moment, to all of us at Iowa Diamond, you are. Visit us at iowadiamond.com or in person anytime. You'll see what I mean. Hello, Fanatics. This is Chris Williams. There are few financial commitments you will make in your life that are more important than where to get your mortgage from. That's why I want to tell you about my friend Jason Larson at Gershman Mortgage in Ankeny. Here's a real review from a client on Facebook. Jason was amazing to work with. He kept in contact with us where we were at throughout the whole process. When we went to sign, he had coffee and donuts for us that morning. He was super kind and helpful, and we said we would refer him to anyone looking to buy a home. Now, that's just one review. Jason Larson, Gershman Mortgage, and Ankeny is an equal housing lender. Their NMLS number is 138063. Give them a call at 515-554-6177. Please tell him that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatics sent you. Hey guys, it's Chris interrupting this podcast because, you know, everybody wants to know that I get it asked all the time. How can we help Cyclone Fanatic? Well, you help Cyclone Fanatic by you support our advertisers and everybody needs to be aware of eye care. I wasn't for a long time and I went to 
Ames Eye Care, and they really helped me out. It's changed my life. I don't have headaches the way that I did. You've heard me talk about this. They're also in Des Moines at Des Moines Eye Care. And you need to think about this with your family. Get the kids checked out. Encourage the wife. Anything. Personalized eye care. Designer eyewear. I've got these sweet Maui gym glasses that I use at work all the time. People think they look awesome. They meet your whole family's vision needs at Ames and Des Moines Eye Care. Check them out today and support Cyclone Fanatic. The lines have been released for the first round of the Big 12 tournament. Obviously, those are the two games that will be played on Wednesday. But I think we can generally assume that the, you the just, favorites will be. Uh, do you want to just go through the bracket? Yeah, that's fine. We can go all the way through the bracket. Let's just go through the bracket. We don't need to go like um, too crazy game by game. But I figure like we may as well because a lot of people. This is going to be a heavily listened to podcast with people driving down right to Kansas City. So I figure we set the tone for everybody. Before that, um, you know, I kind of thought I was being sneaky. With this, until I was in um, KXNO for a while on Tuesday. Because I was like, oh, I'm going to pick Iowa State to go to the final. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to surprise people and I'm going to be all sneaky and everybody's negative. And then, but like, it's almost like a lot of people think that. Yeah. Then Peterson did it too. Peterson did it. I'm, I did it yesterday. Oh, you already did it? Yeah. Uh, Ken Miller did it. And I'm like, man, now I'm worried. Now I'm worried thing about my is, pick though, a little bit. Here's the deal, though, Jared. We're going to get to the point spreads. And this is what I said on Kim Miller's show Tuesday morning before they came out. I said, Iowa State's going to be favored over Baylor yeah. by three or four. They're favored by three. And I think that if with Dean Wade out, if Iowa State were to beat Baylor, Iowa State would be favored over Kansas State. I think it would be a slight favorite yeah. in Sprint Center. Yeah, that's what, that's what I talked to Fitzy about on Monday where I can already see how this is going to go. Iowa State's going to come out, and Makai Mason's not going to play. Peterson thinks he will. Well, that's just because he's been doubtful in the first two. And then Peterson's just – and played. he's talking to one guy in Waco. Yeah. You know, some One of his buddies who covers Baylor thinks he's going to play. I should text Scott Drew. Just it's your him. boy. Co- coach, coach, is he going to play? Uh, but, no, they're going to come out and beat Baylor. Watch him win – like we're gonna all everybody's gonna go into the game. All the fans are gonna go into the game thinking, you know, I man, I, I don't know if they can do it. Maybe that like I think maybe they're playing a little bit better. I don't know if they can beat Baylor. Come out and beat Baylor. Watch them win by ten, right around ten, like a consider like convincing win where you're like, man, okay, they got it back a little bit. Come out and then so all through the day Thursday, since it's the first game in the morning, all of a sudden people will be like, man, maybe we should have gone to Kansas City. Oh, and then they just swarm down here. Yeah, and then – so that is like a whole process through the entire, entire day on Thursday. Everybody's still kind of convincing themselves at work on Friday leading up to the semifinal against Kansas State. Dean Wade doesn't play. It's like, man, oh, okay, yeah, we'll wait and see what happens tonight. They go out and beat Kansas State, and then Saturday morning, it's just a mass exodus from central Iowa to Kansas City. Ticket prices at for the final at the Sprint Center just go absolutely through the roof, and all of a sudden – we're right back, Hilton South, where it, it usually is. That seems about right. And they're going to play Texas Tech, and Texas Tech will have 10 people here. I don't know if Iowa State can beat Texas Tech. Yeah, I think Texas Tech – I think that Texas Tech might win the national championship. <laughs> I mean. I'm dead serious. 
just because Colgers is playing so well right now? I would pick them to go to the Final Four if the bracket came out. Yeah, today. no, I think Final Four is one thing. I think that they like, could win the national championship. I legitimately do. No, I think when, they could. When they shoot the ball I mean, well. I just think it's a little bit I – mean, no, I, I'm, I think they're really good. I think that Beard's the most underrated coach in the country. I think that Culver is a guy who nationally not enough people know who he is, and they will. Um, and we already saw them go toe-to-toe with Duke when they couldn't score any, score any points. So now they can score points. Yeah, I don't think Iowa State can beat Texas Tech. I think Iowa State can – I think they will mm-hmm. get to the final – play on Saturday, and lose to Texas Tech. All right. That, so, that's my overview, but we can go We can go game by game. I I thought Iowa State um, – I liked what I saw from the team on Saturday. I did too. I left there encouraged. Me, me too. And I know, like, the whole, I'm tired of moral victories. That guy mm-hmm. is probably listening right now in his truck. Just, just had his ears blown up. <laughs> no, because you'll run the classic soft knee and they won't even hear it. Um, I get so tired of that guy because it's like sometimes a moral victory is okay. Yeah. When you're as bad as Iowa State has been the last month. One as good as Texas Tech has been. Yeah. Like, it's okay to, like, see improvement in a loss. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, it, it, I don't know. Like, if your kid falls down on a bike, but they rode for longer, like, when you're teaching them how to, it's okay. Yeah. And they were so bad, Jared. That the Texas and West Virginia games were so terrible. Like, I I think that anybody just expecting them to snap out of it and wake up and everything was fine was uh, one you weren't paying attention, or two you're just not realistic. Right. And they took a step forward. I think they would have beaten any other team in the Big Twelve on Saturday. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And. The other thing, too, is that I think you just could see they were a more cohesive unit than they were in those two games that you mentioned, the Texas and the West Virginia game. It yes. looked like they were more back together a little bit. I still don't like this team settling for so many jumpers. Yeah, and I this is actually a thing that I I thought was really interesting that you were talking to Jake Sullivan about on Cyhawk Re- Reaction, Yeah, where he was – I think he was comparing him to Drake – and the offense that Drake runs. And I agree 100% where he's just basically that they, it's hard to change it now, I think, but he wishes that they would run more motion sets. Or just and run any offense. Run some sort of offense. Yeah. And I, and I was even saying that I said that after the Texas game, I'd like to see them run more set plays. And we've heard Steve Prohm talk the entire season about how he can just let these guys play basketball. And I get that, but there comes a point too when you have to be able to run offense and how much have we really ever seen this team run offense? Like they even, don't run offense. Even when they move the ball, it's not like anybody's moving. They're just all standing around the perimeter, passing the ball around. But that's why like the, that's why their defense is so important mm-hmm. because when they get stuck in the half court, they're just not very good. And I, and that's another reason why they struggle against Baylor because Baylor gets so many offensive rebounds. But my problem is I don't think they, they shouldn't be that bad. Like, but they are. And that's where I think that's where I think there's a different kind of discussion to yeah, be had about the, that. What's the coaching staff doing to help these guys out? Well, yeah, and I and I, I think that I that it. was kind of just a misstep from the beginning where it it would have been better from the start to say, "Okay, we're going to have a base motion offense." Most teams do. In regard like you can play your space and 
pace, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that can kind of be your your base thing. But then you also have to have a thing where when a team does score on you, you're like, all right, this is what we're going into. This is how we're going to start our player movement. We're going to have these sort of principles and all this kind of stuff. And I don't see that from this team. And that's what is really frust- makes them so frustrating to watch is it's just a lot of standing around and dribbling. Okay, here's my analysis. You're more of a basketball um, X's and O's guru than I am. But so we went from this program where Fred Hoiberg was basically Cliff Kingsbury, mm-hmm. like this elite offensive coach who really didn't care about defense. Right. I mean, he'd talk about it, but they weren't working on it much. It wasn't a big deal. I mean, his, his opinion was they have to score with us, too. Correct. Basically. They have to outscore us. Yeah. Um, Prom comes in and Steve's teams at Murray – Murray is the best job in that league. Mm-hmm. So you're you're usually going to have more talent than anybody else. This was my fear when they hired Prom. Um, now he's done much better than I thought he when he when they hired him. I didn't. I wasn't very optimistic. Prom has exceeded what I thought he would do. Yeah, I've told him that to his face. Um, but Steve isn't this like elite offensive mind. He he's just not. He sees himself as like a grinded out defensive style coach. Well, the problem is when you're trying to play four guards in this league against teams that'll rough you up like Baylor, like TCU, like Kansas State. Well, it's really hard to play your defensive like gritty style. Like if you're going to play four guards, you need to be elite offensively. Now, if you look at the efficiency numbers, they are. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're top 15 offense but the problem is as we've seen during this stretch their adjusted defense has gone from 20th to it's in the 60s yeah so instead of being able to release and run and get off and transition like they were doing in the first half of the big 12 now they're having to run half court sets which is exploiting steve's deficiencies as a coach he's not this offensive guru there you go and i think too is that analysis okay yeah yeah that's good i think that when you run the style of what they're trying to do, you are so reliant on individual talent. You know what I mean? And that's where, I mean, you'll even hear him. I I don't know if this was last week when this was, where he'll talk about how you can score 16 points in a four minute stretch, but then you can go four minutes and score nothing. Yeah. That is not at a very, I I don't find that to be a very effective way of winning basketball games. They've been doing that all year. And I know, but when it it gets to this year, they could get stops. They can't now. And, but when you get to this time of the season, it's hard to do that Mm -hmm. and win games, you know? And, and even if you were to go back and watch, like think about the 13-14, the 14-15 team that Fred had, yeah. they had more of those motion principles than what this team does. They There was not near as much just standing around and watching people do stuff as what there is in 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 this offense that they're running right now. And like I said, it's it would be hard to go and be like, all right, we're going – back to the drawing board to completely redo our offense or anything like that. But I would just like to see more of an emphasis on player movement than what there is. Cause even watch great offenses in the NBA. They don't play guys. Don't just stand around the teams that just stand around are the teams that end up as like, they've maybe got a guy like Kemba Walker. They've got a guy like, uh, you know, a, a D'Angelo Russell, I, I don't know that that would be a very good comparison because that's a good team. But guys that are just high-level, like, isolation players, those teams end up as, like, six seeds in the Eastern Conference and lose in the first round. 
But the teams like the Golden State Warriors, the teams like uh, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, mm-hmm. their offense is so predicated on player movement plus moving the basketball plus the individual talent, and that's what takes their offenses from just being like a good coll- like good group of guys to being yeah. a great collective unit to make a great offense. Iowa State's not a great collective unit. No, and they're just they're a, a bunch of good offensive players, and hence why the 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 memorable games that we've had this year to analyze the Ole Miss, the Kansas State, it's games where they're really hot shooting. Yeah. It's not games where it's like, oh, look at that ball movement. And they're still taking bad shots. Yeah. But they just happen to go in. But they're making them. Yeah. It's games where THT and Wigginton are hot on the same day. And that's where I feel... That's why I don't think this team can make a run three days in a row like we've seen in the past. Yeah. I just don't think so. I hope I'm wrong. I don't think they can. I almost maybe think that that actually... (laughs) Or if they came out hot on Thursday... I think it's easier to carry that over, like See, boom, I'm, boom, boom. I'm the type of guy who's like, "Oh, save one for tomorrow." Yeah, that's me. I don't, I don't know. I feel like when you really find a rhythm, it's like, okay, now we gotta do it again tomorrow. I'm feeling good. It's easier to be what, like, coming yeah. back with that same mindset. Like I literally just did this yesterday. I didn't do this last week or something like that. I like that it's. It's similar matchups too. Yeah. If the teams you have to beat are Baylor, Kansas State, and Tech. Hmm. I mean, there's not drastic style there's changes. There's not a lot of difference in those three teams. Other, no. like, is how they play. Right. But I, yeah, it I all mean, just it, it. There's more ball screen stuff that like. Yeah. Kansas State will run at, but there's not a lot of difference. But if Kansas State doesn't have Dean Wade, dude, yeah. and this this complete that completely changes the team that they have. That's basically yeah. the team they played the last ten minutes of the game in Manhattan. Yeah. Where they don't have a big capable of stretching the floor. You've got Barry Brown, who's like a 26% three-point shooter. Xavier Sneed can knock down some shots, but he'll make four in a row, then miss seven. Let me ask you this. This is what drives me nuts. So Baylor has basically like one real like threat to go out and hit six, seven threes, mm-hmm. right? Let's say uh, Mason. Yeah, I mean, the, the Bandu kid he can, can shoot a little bit. You got to worry about Mason's the one who's killed him. They have the other white kid. I can't remember his name either. But why can't you just like, all right, uh, Nick Weiler, Bab. He is not to get any, like, kill him today. Don't let him touch the ball? Yeah. You know what I mean? Swarm him. That's it. That's your that's your job. See, and that becomes, like, you're... That's you're, a mentality thing. Where, <sighs> and I know... They don't have that guy. Man, and there was a story that C.J. Moore from the Athletic... Why can't Shyock do that? Because the this is what's actually crazy, is if you watch Virginia, mm-hmm. you watch them play, they are a great defensive team. Year in and year out. Yeah. One and, of the top five in the country. And it goes kind of back to the same thing. All of those guys are good defenders. They are a great defensive team because they are so elite in understanding their principles and understanding how to play team defense that that's what makes them all such good collective, such a good collective defense. It doesn't have that much to do where you've got five Kawhi Leonard's out there that just like that guy's like, you are not going to score today, you know? So when you take one of those guys out and you put him into a system where you don't have those five guys that are all incredibly disciplined in what they do as defenders, it makes them look like a little bit less of a good defender. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's absolutely just, makes it, sense. And that's why you don't have to have that guy that's like, he is a the best defender in the league, you know, or something like that. But you do need to have a guy that has that mentality. Who that wants to make When he steps stops. out on the court, he says, you are not scoring on me today. And I, like I was going to mention, the C.J. Moore article that he wrote about Barry Brown uh, last week, I think before their game on Saturday, where when Barry Brown is a freshman, 
Bruce Weber was in a team meeting. He said, someone needs to be our defensive stopper. Barry Brown's a freshman. And he raised his hand. He said, it's me. And the Bruce, problem is I Bruce just, Weber looks at him. He's like, what are you talking about? And he got, he got his ass kicked that whole year by the best guards in the Big 12 because he was a freshman. Who on Iowa State's team like, has that mentality? Does, I don't think that anybody does. Neither do I. And that's what I'm saying. So, like, Barry Brown, as a freshman, he said, that's me. And he committed himself to, no, that's me. Put me out there. And he just – he stayed so airtight in that mentality that he was not going to let himself fail as a defender. He was going to get to the point where now as a senior he's the defensive player of the year in the Big 12. And it, it just takes that one guy to say, hey, if, even if you guys aren't going to do – your job right every single time, I'm going to do my job right every single time. And I think we all know that Iowa State doesn't have the most di- disciplined team defense. So you need that guy. Whereas it, like with Shayok, he didn't need to be that guy in the first three years of his college career. That's good analysis. That's good analysis. All right, we're going to pick the games coming up here in the Big 12 tournament. We'll analyze quickly. We're not going to go too in-depth on these. We don't want to bore you all. Uh, but I do want to give a quick shout-out to our friends at Carl Chevrolet. For 40 years, Carl Chevrolet has been built on one philosophy, and that's to always take care of the customer. Being your dealer for life is more than just a slogan. It's a catchphrase. It's the way that they approach their business each and every day. Two great dealerships in Iowa. There's the one on Stewart, and then, of course, the one in Ankeny at The Rock. Carl Chevrolet, I-35, exit 90 in Ankeny. Carl Chevrolet of Stewart, I-80, exit 93, The Rock. Do you think they're okay with me doing that? The Rock. Yeah, I'm sure they are. It's the After Dark, Ed Wilson. <laughs> That's where I got that. I'm waiting for when you sing the jingle. No, I can't do that. That's my boy Jason Brown, another yeah. Bondurant guy. Yeah. Do you know he lives in Bondurant? I think we watched him in concert. Yeah, at, you, oh uh, yeah, you came into that. It was at, at Reclaimed Rails. Uh, at Reclaimed Rails. Yeah, yeah. All right. I um, think I broke three glasses. I kept dropping them. Seriously? Yeah, I think. Yeah, because we were with the owners. Yeah, it was yeah. a weird deal. Because you, we, I think you came and chest bumped me once, and I dropped my beer. <laughs> uh, well, maybe Bloom knocked into me another time, and I dropped another beer. Well, all right. Um, Wednesday night. TCU is the eight seed against Oklahoma State, uh, and then you have Oklahoma and West Virginia. Do you need? Do you want me to get point spreads for these? Does it matter? Uh, no, I TCU should win against Oklahoma State. Yeah, that's a lock that up. Uh, Oklahoma is a six and a half point favorite over West Virginia. TCU is a three and a half point favorite over Oklahoma State. Bob Huggins walked into the hotel when we were checking in. He, he looked like a man on a mission. Good. What if West Virginia won? That would be great. I don't know. I love Lon Kruger, though. Tough year for your guy, Lon. They're still going to go to the tournament. Yeah. Would they if they lose <laughs> they lost I don't to know. West Virginia? Uh, they need to win I don't that, think probably. they will lose to West Virginia. But. So give me Oklahoma and Oklahoma State to advance. Yeah, I would agree with that. What, are right. you taking Oklahoma State over TCU? Well, no. I'm sorry. Oklahoma and, and TCU. TCU. Okay. Iowa State, we've mentioned, is a three-point favorite over Baylor. I'm taking Iowa State. I like Iowa State in this game yeah. a lot, a lot. I'm pretty pretty confident with that. I don't know why. You know, I guess I do know why because those two games, the second one seemed really fluky to me. 
I went back and watched it. Mm-hmm. I know Baylor's a really good offensive rebounding team, and Iowa State's not very good on that. And the thing is, though, like if you watch that game again, Baylor got so many like fluke bounces. and Oh, yeah. They just are not that good of a shooting team. I know Iowa State's defense is not that good right now. I like the clones. Scott Drew had one of the great uh, post-game quotes when he came in and said, I'm so proud of both of these teams. <laughs> I love For Scott the way Drew. they were out there getting after it, getting on the floor. I mean, we should all want our children to grow up and be like Scott Drew. You can go quote that one. <laughs> And I mean it. Scott Drew's a fine individual. I mean, I've met him, I think, three times. And every time I see him, he still he still remembers my name and says, what's up? <laughs> hey, Jared. Yeah. I have so many good Scott Drew stories from over the years. He's the man. I want to go to the Final Four and just, like, run into Scott Drew somewhere. Have I ever told you that story about the San Antonio? When he came into the locker room? Well, that one, too. But I um, I spent, like, 20 minutes – with Scott Drew. It, it was great. This is the best NCAA tournament I've ever been at was San Antonio because Creighton was there, so Mac was there. Mm-hmm. Nebraska was there. So I knew all these media guys who were covering Creighton in Nebraska. North Carolina was there. So we had Marcus Page, yeah. the Iowa kid. Like, there were all these local connections. It was fantastic. Plus Scott Drew and Fred and, Hoiberg. And I did a – I did a um, so, like, Baylor was on the other end of the bracket. Like, yeah. they were – and I, I – Scott and I have been around each other enough where he knew that I'm like an Iowa State media guy. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I flagged him down in the hall, and I'm like, you got a minute? He's like, yeah, yeah. Why don't you just come into the locker room, young man, and we can we can talk. That way nobody will bother us. And I sat there for like 20 minutes with the guy, and he just gushed about how much he loves Iowa State fans mm-hmm. for 20 minutes, Jared. Still to this day, one of the most read stories in Cyclone Fanatic history. Because what do Iowa State fans love more than their team? When everybody loves them. Yeah, when people talk about how great of fans they are. Yeah. And Scott Drew loves Iowa State fans. Can I ask you a question real quick? This is off topic. I mean, it's a podcast. Why not? Uh, What are the odds that if... Some folks in Lincoln, Nebraska drove a dump truck of money up to Scott Drew's house. They could get him to go there. No chance. No chance? He's had so many opportunities to leave. Why would he go to Lincoln, Nebraska? I don't know. They drive a dump truck full of money up there. No chance. He he could have gone to so many more jobs that would have been a way better fit for him than Nebraska. I go. I would quit and I'd camp out for the uh, home opener if Scott Drew was their new coach. I'd quit my job. Honestly, I wouldn't want him up there. I don't know. He's bre- he's buttered his bread on this Catholic thing, man, or in this Baptist thing. Yeah, I y- guess You so. think he's going to be bringing a bunch of, like, Southern Baptists up to Lincoln, Nebraska? I'm sure there's Baptists in Omaha. It's not a good job. Well, I know. <laughs> like, that's the thing. It's just not a good job. Like, why would he – Baylor's a better job than Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, I guess just from a historical perspective. In a recruiting standpoint, like you've got that Baptist tie-in. You've got they all haven't the recruited that Texas. well lately, though. They're still winning. Yeah. Clearly, he's doing something okay. Yeah, because he he's a great coach. He gets his type of guys, and he's turned into a really good coach. He's smart. You think he couldn't dip into the 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 Kansas, Colorado, North, North South Dakota? I think he'd have a hard time. Find some diamonds in the rough? I think it, Scott is a guy who knows – like what his limits are and he knows the importance of fit and it's a good fit for him down there that's fair 
I just was, I was posing it's, a hypothetical it's scenario. Pri- it's a private school. They can't dip into what your recruiting tactics are that well. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Kansas State and TCU, we have the 130 game. What is it, Kansas and TCU? Kansas State. Kansas State and TCU. We'll say Kansas State gets through. I yeah. Mean, even without Wade, though, that could be an interesting game. Right. I would. I will be interested to see what the line on that I, would be. It would be less than five. Yeah. Less than five. And man, it wouldn't even shock me if they lost, to be completely Mm-mm. honest. Me either. Because when they don't have Dean Wade, dude, they're just not a very good offense. Clones TCU. Ugh. Actually, we'll take that in the semis. Isn't that what the – Didn't that happen – that was last uh, time Iowa State went to the finals. Yeah, yeah, they beat Kansas, Oklahoma State, and then beat uh, TCU. Yeah, and yeah, because TCU beat Kansas. That was what Frank Mason's. Did you see my column today? Junior, there's three things senior. that matter in March: Cinderellas, like the big time coaches and players that everybody wants to see, uh-huh. and your draw. Yeah, that's I mean, exactly right. The draw is everything. Yeah, and Iowa State, I think, has a good one here. Texas Tech versus, we'll say, Oklahoma. That's an easy win for the Red Raiders. I would agree. Kansas and Texas. We do have a line for this. It is Kansas by three. I'm going to have to lean on you for this. I don't have a read on Kansas. I wish that I could be like, oh, yeah, I know, but I don't know what the Jayhawks are. Barely beat Baylor on Saturday on senior day in Allen Fieldhouse. What are the chances this is Bill Self's last Big 12 tournament? I think that they're high. I think the chances are very high. Just from – because so there was He's, he's going to get out of there before the posse NCAA rolls in. There were some rumblings that – There's a lot of rumblings that right we, now. That we'd heard, and I've heard some – I've heard further rumblings. I have too. Yeah. That the, that, that, that is – All I will that, say – The stories we've heard are accurate. This happens a lot, though. The agent world is swimming. Yeah. That's yeah. that's all I Sharks are in the water in that sense. This this screams Pete Carroll to me. Yeah. Because the thing about Pete Carroll and Bill Self that separate them from many coaches is they're smarter than those guys. Mm-hmm. They he, can get away with stuff. He'll know when if if it's time to get out. He'll yep. know when it's time to he's, get out. He's got enough guys yep. who are tipping him off on like Self is really damn smart. And let's just say there are high-profile coaches that are getting old. Okay, so we have uh, – who do you have winning that game? I'll take – I mean, I'll take Kansas. I don't feel overly confident about it. I'd put it at 60-40. I do. I like Kansas a lot there. In fact, I'd probably Texas is playing good basketball, though. Yeah, but there are a lot of distractions there with Shaka. Yeah. This is the distraction game. Yeah, and the problem, too, is that they've had so much turnover on their roster that you know there's not, like, a bunch of guys that are like, yeah, we're going to go win this one for Shaka. Correct. There's not a lot of that. We're really setting out to go and make sure that our coach saves his job. Okay, so Tech and Kansas in that semi. Tech by 15. Tech a lot in that game. Yeah. And then clones, um, either Kansas State or TC, we think it's a total toss-up. Uh, I like Iowa State. I'd like them to win either one. Either either matchup. Iowa State, Texas Tech. Tech. I'd take Tech, but I think it would be a really good game. I do too. And you know what? I would give them a better chance to win that one than I gave them to win in Ames last week. Because hmm. they'd be in a little bit of a Just in the, groove. Yeah. 
it's hard to be yeah yeah just should be tough you know i think that they there's a reason that iowa state's undefeated when they make it to the big 12 championship game i mean imagine what that atmosphere would be like i know one team has Jarrett culver though that's true they had that guy when they lost in different teams yeah two different teams that's fair Iowa State was fearless at that point in the season. See, and maybe Jared Culver kicked their butt so bad that then there will be somebody that's like, we're not going to let this guy kick our butt again. Can they stop him if they wanted to? I I think that you can maybe have somebody step up and say, I'm going to do everything that I can. I hope so. I don't think they can beat Tech. I think Tech is on a whole other level right now. But maybe that was they were playing so out of their minds because they knew what they were playing for. Well, exactly. They still hit some shots, man, that it's like – Oh, I know. They – I know that they'd shot the ball really well recently, but think about when the Iowa State comes down and ties the game at 65, and then they run the shot clock all the way down, can't get a good, and have a horrible offensive possession. And the Francis kid shoots one from like 28 feet and just drills it with like one second on the shot clock. That's the kind of thing that they were, it was just their day. But, okay, now let me, I agree. I, I'll put it this way I, I don't have faith that Iowa State can win three games in a row. No, I, I'm not saying I would pick them, but I think that I think Texas Tech would win the game. I think it will be a good game that would go down until the final minutes. Fair, but I would if Iowa State did win, I wouldn't be like blown away, shocked. You know what I'm saying? Totally. All right, who's one player Iowa that has to play well in these three games for Iowa State to do this? Wigginton. Yeah, that's fair. I look at the guy who has the highest upside. Who's uh, I just I haven't done this. Perhaps one of us should. The games when he's off, like off, off, they uh-huh. don't win. Yeah, Horton Tucker's the same way. I, I he's almost such feel like a volume he, shooter. That's like even when he's on, he's kind of off because he just shoots so much. Who Horton Tucker? No, Wigginton. Where he I can just, go, he can go four for seventeen and still score eighteen. Points. Do you agree with me? Is he the guy that would come to you? Yeah, probably. Can I give you a sneaky important guy for Thursday? Uh, sure. Cam Lard. I don't think he'll play. Man, I think if they start getting their butts kicked on the boards again, you got to go to that guy. Uh, and I, I know I get where you're coming from, but I think if you get into a position like that, you put Condit in, and he's getting bullied around by those bowling ball dudes that they throw out there to crash the glass. That was the big um, story after – the last Baylor game because everybody's why didn't you play Condit? Yeah. Well, we're going to find out how he can do against those guys. And maybe I'm wrong, but I do think there will come a moment in that game on Thursday when Steve Prom will have to look at the end of the bench and say, do I put Cam in? Because we need to do something to shore up the paint right now. And if he comes in, I bet you he'd play well. Chip on his shoulder. I hope so. I hope to, I hope we see him play again. I was kind of convinced after he didn't play the other day that maybe his time is up at Iowa State. I I wouldn't be surprised at all, but I I just got a feeling maybe he'll come out and have to do something. Whereas the hand will be forced. You got anything? Extent. Got anything else you want to add to this? <sighs> no, I don't think so. What do you do? You have anything else that you think we need to talk about? No. Uh, tell everybody to be safe coming down here. Drive safe, everyone. And um. I'm sure that they're all going to be going to Kelly's. Have you ever been to Kelly's? Have you ever done that? I have not. You just stick around the power and light, right? Yeah, I'm not a big power and light guy anymore. 
Uh, I think I got that out of my system. We'll go to a hole in the wall. That's that's more my type of place. Yeah, where Kelly's or you would like Kelly's, but the problem with Kelly's is just like on the Wednesday. I feel like it's gone mainstream now. Well, no, it was mainstream like in the nineties. Oh, okay. <laughs> like it's it's actually the opposite. Oh, okay. Um, the thing is, like you go in there, and it's hard to even walk. Yeah, because there's so many people. It's, you know, it's a, it's a disaster. I want to find a bar like the one we found in Chicago. Which one? The one that it looked like you could pick up the building and drop it in Clorinda and it'd sit right perfectly right next to the Indeclare. Which one was that? Uh, Is that the one that I got the altercation with? It, yeah, no, not the piano guy. No, no, not that one. The one before that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Place. Where... Uh, where I swear the it was like a record scratch moment in the. <laughs> we don't need to tell that. Story. Yeah, no, we would, we'll keep that one between <laughs> us. But uh, no, but that bar was cool because it was just it was about as low key as a guy. It was super dark in there though. I don't know why why they've got to have it so dark. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody get home safely. Well, or get, or get to, to Kansas, get City, to Kansas safely. City safely. Everybody Hopefully. drive responsibly. I'm hoping that we're here for a really long time. And. Um, there's been some really uh, special memories down here for Iowa State fans, so hopefully this is another one. Uh, but I'm at the point where nothing would surprise me. I wouldn't be surprised if we're all going home on Friday, and I wouldn't be surprised if we're all here on until Sunday. Yep, can't disagree. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you guys again. I'm we'll sure be around on, all week. Yeah, keep keep is, refreshing the feed. We'll have all kinds of I'm stuff. I'm sure we'll have plenty of stuff on Wednesday. So everybody keep refreshing the feed like C-Dub said, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Peace.